Hello and welcome. My name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hello and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. My name is Roger Quayle and thank you for joining me. Today's episode is a big day in 1979. It's the day that I left school. And to celebrate this momentous event, my friends and I went to see the great John Cooper Clarke at the Limit Club in Sheffield. So here we go. It's John Cooper Clarke with fashion music as support at the Limit Club in Sheffield on the 21st of June, 1979. Schools out for summer. Schools out forever. Sing it, Alice. That's it. Finished. Done. Seven years. Two and a half thousand days from preteen to young adult. From the Beano to Eno. Lego to Devo. Buster Keaton to Diane Keaton. Susan Stranks to Susie Sue. Maggie Thatcher, Milk Snatcher to Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister. It has been a drawn-out fledge. Formal lessons finished a couple of weeks ago, as we sixth-formers took flight to our bolt holes in bedrooms and attics, frantically trying to mentally gaffer-tape revision notes into corners of feverish minds. Ruffled feathers quivering with an ever-rising fear of failure to launch. Here's blind Gloucester. Eyes gouged out in King Lear. There's the dazzling King Charles XII of Sweden, soldier and statesman, dead at 36. Tucked somewhere in between are fragments of Anthony Sampson's Anatomy of Britain. Tea-stained sheaths of foolscap and ring-bound dossiers committed to memory, crammed haphazardly into the bulging cerebral filing cabinet. Just a synapse away, from an already immaculately filed and cross-referenced archive of popular music culture, including B-sides, film-related apocrypha and junk culture. It seems appropriate, then, that the Anthony Sampson quote, which has the strongest resonance for me, is from one of my movie heroes, mustachioed quipster Groucho Marx. I don't care to belong to any club that will have me as a member. In my final exam paper for British Constitution A-Level, I duly managed to jemmy this sentiment into my disjointed diatribe on the role of the Second Chamber in Parliament. There's a strange mix of relief, sadness and euphoria among my sixth form comrades. We are still going to be hanging out for the rest of the summer, until university places break up our band of brothers. But the last ever day at Firth Park Comprehensive is a momentous occasion which needs to be properly celebrated. So we elect to mark the day the best way we know, with a trip to the limit. My closest friends are here. Vinna, Wilma, Lango and Timbo. Plus Mackie, Quanny, and some of the cooler girls from class. Plus a couple of alright teachers 
with whom we've become to be on first-name terms. It seems appropriate to me that, given my travails in English language and lit, that tonight the limit will be graced with a visit from the Salford Shakespeare himself, John Cooper Clarke. My first encounter with him was at a Bebop Deluxe gig in 1978. A punk rock stick insect in a too-tight suit bravely taking on Bill Nelson's denimed, long-haired hordes as his razor-sharp poetry confused, bemused and amused them in equal measures. Since that encounter, the Lancashire Laureate has released three albums, Oué les Maisons de Fromage, Disguise in Love and Walking Back to Happiness. He is signed to CBS Records and, together with Brixton bard Linton Quasi Johnson, he is very much the face of young British poetry. Given his profile and growing reputation, it is no surprise to find the Limit Club is busy tonight, as Sheffield's shuffling hip kids, misfits, musos and boozers gather at their favoured watering hole. Quite who thought a thundering six-legged collision of post-punk, faded glam and weedy reggae was the ideal support for this one man and his plastic bag headliner remains a mystery. But here comes fashion music from Birmingham, scattering grave accents and diuresis with the esprit de corps of a band hell-bent on using the entire letter set sheet in one afternoon. More cockeyed rabble than Cockney rebel, their CNA Roxyisms ooze like mild green fairy liquid through the PA system. Poxy music, shouts Vinner in my ear as we stand, pints in hand, grimly enduring this bullshit from the bullring. John Cooper Clark, clutching his plastic carrier bag of notebooks, clambers up onto the limit stage to a hero's welcome. Blonde on blonde era Dylan meets Smike from Nicholas Nickleby. Skinny as a roll-up, apparently held together by pipe cleaners and starch. A notepad is conjured from the sack, and, peering into it at arm's length, through Orbison thick shades, he begins. This one's called Valley of the Lost Women. His accent is as broad as the Manchester Ship Canal, with a mind as deep and dirty to match. He rattles off his verses with Gatling gun intensity. Nocturnal journals of bodily fluids and functions, kinky latex and discarded Durex. His right hand grips the mic on its stand, as if it's his personal conduit to the national grid. That would account for his crow blackbird's nest hairdo, apparently having a life of its own. A quick rummage in the bag, and he leaps into the close encounters of the fifth kind tale of I Married a Monster from Outer Space a veritable Valeri Bortsov of breathless badinage. Gulping for air as he turns his prose to pulp, he reaches his apotheosis with the deranged Cycle Sluts Part 1. Twin-wheeled existentialists steeped in the sterile excrements of a doomed democracy whose post-Nightshian sensibilities reject the bovine gregariousness of a senile oligarchy. <sighs> Careening straight into Part 2, where the zinging He makes love like a footballer. He dribbles before he shoots gets a huge laugh from the enraptured gathering. He's a gifted verbal gymnast, clearly in love with the dynamic flick-flacks of internal rhymes. Hey pal, if I had a face like that, I'd teach me ass to smile. 
Another heckler is scythed down to bloody stumps as, appropriately, twat is defiantly delivered. The bag is ransacked again, Cooper Clark muttering to himself, Civilization, don't let me leave your lonely world. I immediately spot this as the lyrics to Reggie star Keith Hudson's Civilization from one of my favourite albums, The Virgin Frontline Sampler. This is further proof to me that JCC is indeed a kindred spirit, as he rattles through the cheap holiday in other people's misery vignette entitled Majorca. Clark has a brilliant way of tickling the funny bone while gnawing at your conscience. Beasley Street is the final piece of the evening, a Milltown Iliad of sink estates and abject Arndale centres stinking of piss. The urchin cousin to his crowd pleaser, evidently Chicken Town. The mood changes as he cranks up the horror show oratory. We're listening now, really listening. Keith Joseph smiles and a baby dies in a box on Beasley Street. No one is laughing now. He might be a mank from the wrong end of the Snake Pass, but tonight he's one of us in the Socialist Republic of South Yorkshire. The Tories are back in power. Now for a real 1984. John Cooper Clark gathers up his little magic bag of poems and bids us good night, leaving the stage to triumphant acclaim. As the party breaks up, one of the lads is spotted getting into a comely young teacher's cortina. The look on his face suggests he will be getting some extra tuition in biology A-level, not generally covered by the Joint Matriculation Board. As for me, next Monday I'm joining a club that will happily have me as a member, the 1.4 million unemployed. Thank you for listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. My name is Roger Quayle. Thanks also to Simon Elliott Kemp for the intro and outro music and to Rena for the artwork. Join me again soon for another tale from My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Thanks a lot and bye-bye.